It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, your Concierge for Better Living here at CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Another lovely day. And you know, Every day I turn on the news, I turn on my social media feed, which I welcome everyone to follow or uh, share or send questions to, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. I'm getting constantly updated with information on the cannabis industry. Well, of course, because I'm very much involved. But what I love seeing is is the, the, the human advocates, the opening this plant for personal reasons, not for financial reasons. Those that are genuinely engaged in the process of allowing this medicine, this plant given to us by nature, to really help those in need safely, effectively. And yes, there's still a ton of research that's required and being done and will be done, but we're seeing tremendous progress. So it's really a great honor today to have David Newsom from the Compassionate South Carolina or Compassionate SC here as my guest today. Thank you for being on the show, David. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. It is my pleasure. As I said, one of the first um, reasons why I got into cannabis was personal reasons. I had digestive health issues. I had other things. I was really leaning towards pain meds. I was in chronic pain and I found that this plant helped me and I no longer take any kind of pharmaceuticals. And that's a mild situation. Chronic pain is pretty common, but there are, what I've noticed since my beginning in the industry is that what's changed perception is when it relates to family or when it hits home. Do you mind sharing a little bit of your story and how you got into this cannabis space? Uh, absolutely. So about, uh, well, my daughter, who's, which is why we actually ended up in the, uh, in the industry itself. Uh, she's eight years old now. When she was six months old, she was diagnosed with lysencephaly, which is a genetic brain disorder. It's uh, very rare. And, um, she started having her first seizures at about six months old. And that's how we actually arrived at the diagnosis, uh, when her neurologist did an MRI. We did several rounds of different seizure medications or pharmaceutical medications, as it were, um, for roughly about five years, and we lost complete seizure control. So where she was at three years ago was she was having uh, about 100 seizures a day and was on seven pharmaceutical medications, and she was hospitalized about once a month. So the last time we were hospitalized, the hospital told us that basically she was, they were releasing her even though she was still in seizure status and basically putting her on hospice and telling us there was nothing more they could do. My wife and I did not accept that answer uh, for our child. So she had been doing some research into the cannabis plant, uh, namely CBD at that point, which is cannabidiol. Um, and we just tried to uh, get some CBD oil for our daughter. And the things that we were getting were basically snake oil or they were not what they were claiming to be. And the oil was not reputable. The sources were not reputable. The companies were just kind of snake oil dealers. So we decided to 
get into business for ourselves. We had a very good have a very good friend in Kentucky who is part of their hemp growing program who grows a high CBD genetic uh, plant, and we contracted him to grow the plant for us. And we started making our own oil. We designed our own extraction equipment, and we designed our own. Um, method for extraction in our own formula and we give it to our daughter and happy to say since then we have about 90 percent seizure reduction she's only on two pharmaceuticals and we haven't been to the hospital in three years so it has just ballooned into that kind of that kind of thing for us and that's why we're in the industry and and that's why we're in the advocacy area as we are now that that's wonderful i mean obviously um, this has been catalyst for many people to get into this industry when their own children or family members are ill. I know that it was a personally affected me with seizures and my mother when she was going through her cancer uh, and so forth. So, I mean, I, again, I really respect that and to dive in, but this is not, and I want to dive in a little bit more into the actual products and, te- and, and techniques utilized. And I have an associate up in the New England area named Andrew McIntyre. He's been a caregiver working with pediatric epilepsy for many yeah, years. I know Andrew. Yeah, and so again, I love you know, and and everyone's trying to find out the solutions. You know, it's not a one size fits all kind of a arrangement. But I know that when you're hands on working with with you know family members or patients, you start to really see what products work and what don't, what doesn't, and what changes and and adjustments need to be made on the fly. And and being a physician, you know, the reality is that it's. I wish I could say here, take this and all be better, but that doesn't always work that way. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, you found this results and, and, and now using compassion, uh, your, your advocacy component, compassion in South Carolina, uh, see to help others get engaged, right? That's what the purpose of that is. Yes. The, the, so the Compassionate South Carolina organization was founded as an advocacy and education organization uh, here in the state of South Carolina. And so what our organization does is we, we, educate legislators and citizens of the state of South Carolina on, on certain issues, medical cannabis being the issue that we're currently working on now. Compassionate South Carolina as an advocacy, is an advocacy group for patients. So once the medical cannabis uh, bill is passed in South Carolina, we, but that, that doesn't mean that once it's passed, it's all said and done. As you know, in many states, there are constant legislative battles going on, especially around any medical cannabis legislation, to improve it or keep legislators from basically gutting it or destroying it down the road because they don't like something. So we will always be fighting the medical cannabis you know, issue in our state and around the country. Yeah, that's really important. And I mean, there's definitely, as you said, you initially started looking at CBD products or CBD-only products, and some states are trying to monopolize or at least some brands or sources are trying to tie themselves into legislative efforts when we know that... Um, you know, there's a hot open phytocannabinoid, and to say that one compound is the answer, uh, I'm pretty sure you've experienced it, that that's not really the truth. Right, well, and that is the truth, and that's the crazy thing about it is this plant is so diverse in its actual, you know, different strains and everything else. You know, it's not, uh, it, it basically, it's almost in comparison to say if you were to go to your local Walgreens or CVS or your local pharmacy and you walk down the aisle where they sell things for pain management. Let's talk about aspirin and Aleve and those things like that. Um, 
So you look at all those different brands. So you have Excedrin and Aleve and Ibuprofen and Tylenol and Aspirin. Well, the great part about that is, is I can take Aspirin for a headache, but I need Aleve for joint pain. So that's almost kind of the same thing when you start talking about cannabis. You know, you, some people need a sativa strain. Some people need an indica strain. Some people need different cannabinoid structures. Some people have to have a different terpene profile to be more effective. So when you get companies like, let's say, GW Pharmaceutical, who has isolated the CBD compound and, tried to, and is doing pharmaceutical trials, well, the problem is, is that CBD in and of itself, isolated as one compound, is not the answer. You need all those other components that are found in the cannabis plant in order to be an effective medicine, a whole plant, as, you know, as they say. And just because CBD works for you, for like let's say our children with epilepsy, works for them now, when they hit puberty, we find in many of those people that they actually need THC components. So there again, you have to have the whole plant access to the entire use of the plant in order to be effective. And you need multiple strains in order to treat multiple ailments. The, the cannabis plant is a miracle plant. It is. I but, love it. But yeah. you have to, you have, to be, have access to all of its varieties. Yeah, I, I love that. And that's really important. I just came back from uh, Montreal, which the uh, ICRS conference, International Cannabinoid Research Society, and one of the profound posters that was presented, one of the studies, was that isolate of CBD did not work nearly as well as full spectrum. And I, I, we've been saying that since the beginning. I've been, you know, being a naturopathic doctor and an advocate of whole plant medicine and whole food medicine, I've been saying this from the get-go. And I, I'm just glad, you know, it, it's when it's in the lab is one thing. When you see it in patients and people suffering and the, and the results varying because of those changes in the cannabinoid profiles and terpene profiles, that's what's most important. So I, I love it. I really appreciate you sharing this part so far. We're going to take a quick break. I want to get back into more about your experiences and uh, what got the uh, you know, the pros and cons and, and the challenges that you've experienced at this point. So don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living. We'll be right back at this quick break on canvasradio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. 
Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Uh, we're back with David Newsom today from Compassionate South Carolina, SC, and t- sharing some personal stories. You know, one of the things that I, I, when I read about your bio and, and, and the process of getting to know you a bit is um, obviously a lot of people that will do anything for their children, and I mean anything, which is, of course, the way to be as a good parent. You didn't come from this background of being open necessarily to cannabis. In fact, uh, you're a U.S. Army veteran, if I'm not mistaken, and, and I'm sure that you know, is a, was a challenge kind of crossing over to accepting cannabis. What kind of, uh, you know, give us a little bit of an insight into that experience, if you don't mind. And by the way, thank you for your service. Absolutely. It was, it was my pleasure. It was the best job I ever had. My wife did not agree, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was. So I grew up um, in cattle country in Texas, which is obviously, as you know, a very uh, conservative and, you know, very Republican and state, go to church go to football practice as if you were going to church, you take it that seriously. And then, you know, do your chores. And then when you're done, most of you go serve in the military. And, uh, and that's kind of the way that it works. You know, my, myself and my brother and my father all served military, my grandfather. Um, so it's a big thing. And so cannabis was not ever really discussed in our household because it was never really an option as something to do. Um, and it wasn't looked at as, especially, was never looked at as anything that could be helpful or medicated, you know, medicative in any, in any form. And especially in the military, um, it's illegal because it's a Schedule One substance by the federal government. And in the military, you're, you're government property. Uh, once you sign that paper, you are listed as government property. So in such, you, you're, you know, you're banned from using the substance in any way, shape, or form. And then I've never been a cannabis user, um, and, and still am not, uh, actually, um, which is odd for the, for the shape that I'm in now with my children. So having seen firsthand what this plant can do, um, I think that it's extremely important to educate and provide this, you know, this for, for every single person that we can. And, uh, especially for my friends and veterans that have PTSD and, and things like that with suicide rate being so high in, in veterans due to psychotropic drugs. And, and that's really another area of passion that I have, especially for this plant. Yeah, I think it's really important. That's why I was very, I wanted to bring in your, your military background. When I was uh, recommending even hemp-derived CBD to some suffering and pain and so forth, they were, many were concerned about testing positive uh, on, on drug tests. And I always said that if you're military uh, or, an, or a pilot of some sort, they're going to test a little bit more uh, closely and you're going to have to be, you know, I would, it's more risky in that sense. But the, the reality is, is, is 
it's so beneficial, especially with regards to PTSD. You know, Dr. Sue Sisley has been fighting to do her research and battling uh, just to show that these veterans can get benefit here with this plant matter in a safe way. So I, again, it's, it's definitely interesting to ha hear your perspective, and I appreciate you sharing that for sure. So with all this and your experience, you still said you haven't, you're not a user, but I, I talked to a lot of caregivers a lot, pe parents who have children who are struggling and using cannabinoids. And I always advocate specifically, even if it's the non-psychoactive -psych components, uh, you know, cannabidiol and otherwise can be very good and helpful in stress management and supporting the immune system and everything else. Um, and so again, I, I can't help being the doctor here, uh, and and the health advocate as well is saying, please, you know, also keep that in mind. Whereas as much as we care about our our, our family members and our patients that, we, that we're caring for, we're only going to be of service to them when we stay strong and healthy as well. So I, I do look at, you know, cannabidiol specifically more so as a um, daily supplement for many people, incorporating that with many other herbs. And I just want to kind of share that to not only you, David, but to the audience in general is that uh, I went through caregiving for several years uh, with my mom and uh, with my dad. And we, we, we basically were 24-7 were on edge. And it, it just wears you down. And no matter how strong you are or how good your heart is or what your intentions may be, that you still need to take care of yourself as the caregiver. Uh, doctor, heal thyself and take care of themselves is something overlooked very often. So just wanted to share that thought while we're having this conversation. Conversation and um, you know that's one of the areas that I'm really passionate about. So where where is the um, current status in South Carolina? You were mentioning that medical marijuana hasn't been approved yet, uh, but is that something that it's in the bills or has that made progress? Can you give our listeners a little update on that state's progress? Absolutely. And and first I will say so I may have miss I may have misspoken when I when I said I'm not a cannabis user and the the difference is here in the state of South Carolina, we've, we have a hemp, an industrial hemp legislation that has just passed. Uh, it's the, probably the, actually the most comprehensive industrial hemp legislation in the, in the country. So hemp being a cannabis plant, we have one cannabis plant growing now in the state of South Carolina or going to grow anyway. And we have a CBD legislation that is, um, not really a very workable legislation, but so, so I, I may have misspoken. I do take CBD oil on, a, on every single day. Um, right. yeah, the oil that. that we produce, I take. So, and I agree with you. The, uh, it has lowered my blood pressure um, and helped with many joint pains and issues that I've had do, dealing with being in a, in a specialized airborne uh, unit. So jumping out of airplanes and busting your bones up for the government is, is great and all, but what do you do when you get out? So... Um, so it has helped tremendously with that, and and it has been absolutely wonderful. So, so now on to the bill. Well, you so, know what? Yes. I mean, again, I want to discuss the bill. I know we're going to take a break in a moment, but I just let's let's. I just want to reflect real quick on that clarification because it's really important when people talk about cannabis, and we still need to come out with a better terminology for marijuana based on its um, origin. But I think that that's a big component that cannabis as a whole plant includes hemp but when we talk about various types of cannabis or def different cannabinoid um, ratios or prevalences in the plant that's really important for us to start to really work on that nomenclature i, I like to use medical cannabis versus medical marijuana when i speak some people think it's you know it it's a uh, 
it's unnecessary. But when we talk about hemp and we talk about THC containing cannabis, you know, there, there's there's definitely a difference between the two. So again, I appreciate you sharing that clarification. I know that that's what I'm saying. So South Carolina has an industrial hemp law that's just kind of getting underway. And um, but of course, the goal is to have. Uh, in my opinion, decriminalize, grow your own rights for, for all types of cannabis, but uh, more so the ability to have medical cannabis with THC and CBD and all the other phytocannabinoids available to the uh, to, to society, to the state, to the people that need it. And um, yeah, I just want to make that really good point. I'm glad you are taking CBD from hemp. And uh, again, the results are, are profound for almost everyone that takes it when um when they, when they've been dealing with pain or otherwise. So really awesome. Thank you for sharing on that point. Again, I want to dive into the specific South Carolina regulations and, and status, but let's take a quick break now and we'll come back. We'll finish this last segment with some of that. And we'll also give our listeners a way to reach out to Compassionate SC, support it, or keep tabs on what's going in South Carolina. So hang on. We'll be right back at this brief break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living. We'll be right back after this moment. The concierge for better living. We'll continue in a moment. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, and we are back. This is the last and final segment of today's show, but it's been wonderful so far with my guest, David Newsom, representing Compassion SC. Uh, that's CompassionSC.com, a compassionate advocacy and education group out of South Carolina. We're talking about his experiences with his own family, his daughter, and the military, and we're talking about South Carolina in general. So, David, give us a little insight as to the current status, again, of where South Carolina is in regards to cannabis, both industrial hemp and medical. All right. So, uh, we, we were speaking earlier about the industrial hemp bill and, and, um, and that just being passed and, and also the different types of hemp being cannabis plant. Now, I will say um, the one thing that's very that's very good is like many states like Colorado and places like that that are growing 
a high CBD genetic plant, which is, uh, has all the characteristics and look of, of basically your typical THC cannabis plant. Um, and the only reason that it's classified as hemp is literally because by the government it has its 0.3% or less THC. But it is, it is a, you know, a cannabis plant that flowers, and that's where the CBD should be derived from in order to get a whole plant or whole spectrum product that is, that is good for that. So, and then also the industrial hemp laws will help for all the uh, hemp foods and fiber and production of, of um, you know, building materials and plastics and also the things you find in whole foods like your hemp parts and hemp proteins and things like that. So that law is passed and, and that's very good. Now, as far as the medical cannabis or what, what you would say the THC component of the plant, we have the Compassionate Care Act in place in the state of South Carolina. The bill was dropped both on the House and the Senate side in, in companion bills. So on the Senate side, it has uh, it is sitting in subcommittee, which it has had three hearings already um, to determine, you know, its viability in the state of South Carolina. And uh, it, we, we fully suspect that it will be passed to the full committee and then looking for that to go to the floor. As far as the House side, it's made much more progress, but that is pretty typical of, uh, of a legislative body for the House of Representatives is usually moves much quicker than the, than the Senate does. So the House has passed it through subcommittee into full committee, and full committee, when we pick up session here in January, will be taking the vote to move it to the actual House floor for a vote. So... I am actually the legislative liaison or pro bono lobbyist, as you would say, for the for the advocacy group Compassionate South Carolina, and I work uh, very closely um, and personally with the legislators and uh, another lobbying firm here in South Carolina to basically uh, educate the legislators and win the support of of our legislators in an effort to pass this bill. We feel very confident that in this next session, we will have a comprehensive medical cannabis bill um, passed because we have more support than we've, than we've had in the entire probably four years leading up to this session. So we're very confident, but again, you're, you're dealing with uh, 170-something individuals, all with individual thoughts. So until it hits that floor and until that vote count is completely in, you never know whether they're actually going to change their mind at the last minute or something. So, so we're you know we're very hopeful, but we're also very realistic that we may have to start this fight again um, in 2009 or 2018 or 19. Yeah, the, the fight is not easy, but we definitely applaud you for all the efforts and all the work you're doing in that regard. You know, each state is different. I remember, you know, a few years ago going to Puerto Rico and everyone looking at us like we were crazy talking about hemp in Puerto Rico. It was never done. We were on the news. And now a short time later, you know, they changed all their laws. Countries like Mexico and Brazil and, and, and around the world are changing their laws around this. And most of it's inspired by personal stories, personal advocacy, children that are suffering that get relief from this plant. And, and, and that change, while unfortunately riding the back of these children, is making it, is happening. The change is occurring. And uh, I'm sure you've been aware of some of the, ne the federal bills that, you know, that the Congress has been submitting, like uh, Senator Booker's and others that are trying to just change this from a federal level, which would open up more re research opportunities, more access, hopefully close up some of the black market, and also make the process and the, and the medicine more affordable and available. And I think those are all things that we can 
you know, mutually strive for or hope for in the near future. But it does take a lot of grounds on, you know, grounds, you know, hands-on work, you know, frontline work from people like yourself. So again, I, I thank you. And for a lot of people, not only in the state of South Carolina, but others uh, do as well. How can people find more about Compassion SC and what your efforts are or how they can support your efforts? Well, uh, they can go to CompassionateSC.com, which is our website. And on that website, they will find uh, all the uh, upcoming events. They can sign up on the mailing list and receive our newsletter. We put out newsletters, um, every, you know, two newsletters a month to our advocates and to the legislators. We, we submit newsletters to every legislator. Um, and, and that's basically the, the best way also on that they can donate. We are a nonprofit, so they can donate right there online and, uh, and they can also contact us and email us, uh, right through that website along with it has, uh, tools to contact their legislator and all kinds of helpful, uh, tools in order to be a more effective advocate. Passionatesc.com would be Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then is there any social media stuff you guys have going on there too? Or are you guys on have a Facebook on page? Or, yeah? On, on CompassionateSC.com, all the links are on there for wonderful. all our social media, Facebook and everything. You go to that one website, you'll gather up our entire calendar, sign up on our email list, receive our newsletter, and get all our social media contacts right there on, on that website. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I hope our listeners take advantage of that, help you guys out. And again, keep on fighting the good fight there. Really appreciate all your efforts. And thank you again for taking the time today to share your story and, and share a little bit about Compassion SC on today's show. Real pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. So that was a wrap up. It always goes too quick in my book. I'd love to speak more, but we will have more shows coming soon with additional, more informative guests and uh, insight and some new offers i got some good things in the works so stay tuned a lot more coming to future shows go back to the archives and listen to some of the previous ones this is doc rob your concierge of better living on cannabisradio.com and iHeartRadio. wishing you all the best in health and happiness take care The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.